0: Man, I had just an amazing privilege yesterday morning of having breakfast with a gentleman named Dave Reaver. Some people recognize that name. It's like a Vietnam War veteran it's like who's become just an amazing hero. He's got an incredible testimony to share, one of the most humble I sat across the table from this guy and as he started talking before he even got into the gory stuff I didn't know who he was but I started weeping I just like "Ah." then uh, he asked me to pray over the meal I started to speak and I just started crying again I had to go in the bathroom and straighten up a little bit you know uh, take care of my mascara and and the makeup and stuff you know to, to even be able to go out there and I just fought back tears most of the time. Such a humble amazing, powerful man of God that carries a crazy presence with him. Just like, wow. Well, and through that privilege, I just have to say, in, in two weeks on the 28th, he's going to be right here at Valley <laughs> to end up ministering to us. And it's like, yeah. It was so funny. He was telling me uh, he ended up seeing the president visiting president reagan one of my heroes president reagan he's been in the oval office and sat with president reagan and and uh, he said he was trying to think of something really intelligent to say when he got in there and he he said the only thing i could think to say to him is like what am i doing here <laughs> and that's kind of how i felt like what am i doing here sitting across from this guy this 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 amazing Man of God who's traveled all around the world, spoken, motivational speaker, just awesome, incredible. It's like Valley is going to be blessed with this guy in a couple of weeks. So let people know. It's it's amazing uh, hearing his stories, hearing his testimony, but most important, hearing what he believes, how he believes, and how strongly he believes. Uh, It's awesome testimony. On the 28th, Dave Reaver. I want to uh, end when the day of Pentecost had fully come. Last time I was up here preaching, that's where I started with. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come. And I want to talk this morning about the Holy Spirit. We're going to preach about the Holy Spirit this morning. Uh, one of the things that I want to talk about first, that's going to kind of lead into that, is, is communion, building communion, building relationship it's like, I better just get started. Look at that time already. My, time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? And it really flies when you get in the presence of God and just realize, oh my goodness, where did the time go when we're, when we're just soaking in that incredible presence that we got to feel and experience this morning. Wasn't it awesome? Yeah. <laughs> and watch watched Tim just get up here, and <laughs> whimper and cry, I love it. I'm not the only one that does that. (laughs) He's amazing. Isn't Tim awesome? Incredible. eh, Ezzy even gave a couple of little taps right there. Uh, Amazing, incredible, godly couple that we're blessed with here at Valley, Tim and Ezzy Martinez. You know, when I, uh, I had gone through a fairly difficult time in my life, and I just started praying to God. it's God, bring me into my life a God-loving, God-fearing woman. And he did. I've told this, this before, but I was just, as, as I was sitting in my desk this morning, early, 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 and, and preparing, the Lord started showing me a, a few things like, oh, 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 oh. And, and we're going to get into some of those things as much as we have time for this morning. But one of those things is developing a relationship and developing intimacy. Now, I prayed for an amazing woman of God, someone who truly loved God feared God and served God to come into my life and I'm so glad I prayed that way. That was at the very top of my list. You know there are other things that you probably say, oh, you're a jerk that would have been on my list but I wasn't going to ask God for them. You know how how Solomon, when when he was given an opportunity and and he prayed for God said, I'm going to give you what you want. He said, give me wisdom and all of the other blessings that came to him when he asked for wisdom, put wisdom at the top of his list. Well, I asked for a godly woman at the top of my list, and I got all the other things that I wanted, too. (laughs) I got a beautiful woman. I got a smart woman. Good shape, too, still. Yeah. So I think, man, I'm really glad that I didn't say, send me a beautiful woman. I like blonde hair. I like the... Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, give me a godly woman, and then he gave me the rest of the desires of my heart. Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and he'll add those other things. huh? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Okay, well, that was the, the easy part. God's faithful, he answered, but then I ended up having to develop relationship. We had to, uh, communion is the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when the exchange is on a mental or spiritual level. So I had to end up spending a lot of time getting to know each other. I got this gift that he gave me, this amazing gift, but I had to develop intimacy get her to trust me, learn how to trust her, you know, and spend a lot of time developing that, understanding that to know who she was, what she needed, because it wasn't just a gift to me. Does this make sense? Yeah, she had some needs and she had some wants and she had some, some of that too. That I had to learn and understand all about her, to end up developing and creating the intimacy for us to be able to have a complete trust in each other, where we can stand hand in hand together through anything, knowing that we have one another's back, and that we continue to unconditionally love one another. Now that's what when the day of Pentecost had fully come, and the gift of the Holy Spirit came upon them, they received this tongues of fire and this power and this amazing gift that's available for each one of us but you know when we receive that gift just like me asking give me a give me this an amazing woman of God who trusts and believes God and wants to serve God and but before we really could become partners or become powerful in the spirit we had to get to know one another really well it's making sense That's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. You know what? We have got to know, understand who he is, what he's about, what his desires are. Because that gift that is promised to us, that promised gift that we receive, we have to figure out who, what, develop an intimacy with him to be able to be led by that spirit. You have to know him to be able to hear him, to be able to understand what he's saying. Are you with me? It's like, okay. This is not just so I got it. I spoke in tongues one time. I, you know, I definitely was filled with the Holy Spirit. So I got it. I'm filled with power. I'm endued with power from on high. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. But if we're going to be, I'm saying again, if we're going to be led by the Spirit we have to become familiar with, we have to get to know, and the, the, the different parts of her personality, her, not Holy Spirit. Some of you might think that that's the Holy Spirit. Say, no, that's just, that's Renee. <laughs> but some of the, of the little nuances in her personality, some of the ways that she communicates with me, a lot of times is, you know, it could be just a, Okay, okay. What did you want me to do? I'll listen again. It's like, well, it's the same thing with, with the Holy Spirit. We got to learn to hear that voice and to be quick to be obedient to that voice if we want to work hand in hand with and be empowered by. Does this make sense? Okay. Well, we will move on then if, if we've got this. I want to... Uh, I want to go really fast. It's a good thing is, you know, when I talk really fast for me, it's slow for Tim. So I can talk really fast and you're all going to be able to understand me anyway. So I think the first place that um, I'd like to turn is we will go to, yeah, John sixteen three. Go back and revisit this one time, John 16, 3. Um, Now we'll move on to uh, 16, 5. Now I'm going away, Jesus speaking to his disciples, now I'm going away to the one who sent me. None of you has asked me where I'm going, instead you're very sad, but it's actually best for you that I go. Away, because if I don't, the counselor won't come. If I go away, he will come, because I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convince the world of its sin, of God's righteousness, and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is unbelief in me. Righteousness is available, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no more. Judgment will come, because the prince of the world has already been judged. Oh, there's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it all now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. Everybody say, all truth. truth. He will not be presenting His own ideas. He'll be telling you what He's heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by revealing to you whatever He receives from me. All that the Father has is mine This is what I mean when I say that the Spirit will reveal to you whatever he receives from me. So we're listening for Holy Spirit to be revealing to us what he sees and hears from Jesus. He's going to be the messenger, so we need to end up developing enough relationship with him that we're able to hear clearly his voice. As he communicates the wills and desires of Jesus to us. Are we good? Important, important, important. We get to know, we get to know, we get to know, we develop develop that relationship to be able to understand and to be able to hear. Okay, I want to turn now to uh, Romans 5. Chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 5. Some more about the Holy Spirit. And his expect. Romans 5, 5. And this expectation will not disappoint us, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So we learn through the Holy Spirit, by the infilling of the Holy Spirit, just how much God loves us because he has filled our hearts with his love. So what's one of the things that the Holy Spirit's going to do for us? Going to fill our hearts with love so we will understand the love of the Father and we will be able to love. Holy Spirit, fill us to overflowing with your love your goodness okay we'll turn to I I want to go now to Ephesians 2 verses 1 and 2 Ephesians 2 verses 1 and 2 now we know from, from a couple of weeks ago that, that Holy Spirit comes, that we would be endued with power from on high, that he's going to teach us, he's going to bring us wisdom, he's going to be our comforter, he's going to be our counselor. We, we've got all of that down. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. We just need to get, to get to know him, get to understand. But one of the things that we have got to realize that there's more than one voice that's working in us, that's speaking to us. I should Not working in us, speaking to us. That, you know, when... I, I, and I, I read again, one of the things that um, Pastor Sharon Rome over there, one of the gifts that she gave me from my old, Renee's Uncle Jim, her husband, before he, or after he had passed, was this amazing book. And he had it all marked up and little notes inside. It's a Benny Hinn written book that's Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I've been reading and studying that again. Just jugged that out and was reading and studying it. Again, and, and one of the things that, that Benny's talking about in there is even after you have been delivered, someone who's been demon-possessed and been delivered of that demon, if he's not filled with the Holy Spirit, I mean, we've got Scripture to, to, you know, to back this up, but if he's not filled with the Holy Spirit and continually being filled with the Holy Spirit, how many know that when you're thirsty, you get a drink of water? But one drink of water doesn't just maintain your, your thirst level. You're going to get thirsty again. You're going to get dry again. And we need to be refilled and refilled and refilled. We've been filled with the Holy Spirit, it, a one-time deal, but we need, I'll just call it a refreshing. We need to refresh again and again and again. We just need to continue to drink so we're continually full, so we can continue to leak over onto people full to overflowing so we can be leaking on those around us so they can experience Holy Spirit. It's so amazing that, that, that Jesus came, sometimes I think about this, that Jesus came and most of the time he healed everyone. Didn't even matter whether they believed in him or not, he just healed everyone. He was just leaking over onto everyone. It changed people's lives physically, and many of them, it changed their lives spiritually, but by no means all of them. It was the compassion and the love that Holy Spirit had put in his heart. He was all God, but we know that the Holy Spirit came on him. We saw he came like a dove, ascended on him like a, like a dove. So when the Holy Spirit comes on us, that's one of the things that he's going to do, is put the Father's love in our heart for others as well as what, so we can receive from Him. Are we good? All right. The love, 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 love. Okay. Okay. What? Where was I at when I took that rabbit trail? Ephesians two one. Yeah, the other side. Call it the uh, <clears throat> when you when. Think of there's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of light is the kingdom of God. It's, it's written over and over and over and over and over. And the kingdom of darkness is what I would call a wannabe kingdom. Why did Satan get cast out of heaven? Because he wanted to be equal. He wanted to be recognized. He, he wanted the glory for himself. So I call that the wannabe kingdom. It's not, not our true kingdom. Only in one place in the Bible, I believe, at least it's all that I could find, is it referred to as the kingdom of Satan. And that's being used as a reference of Jesus saying, well, would I cast myself out? What kind of kingdom would it be if I were casting myself out? Him making reference to being accused of being Beelzebub casting out evil spirits. You remember that? A few, a few yeses. I don't really have time to, to go into that, but so I think that that really isn't a kingdom. It's a wannabe kingdom, and it's just really, truly a domain of darkness. Just yeah. call it instead of the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of Satan. It's the domain of darkness where he dwells and the demons dwell with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a kingdom. It's the wannabe kingdom. Okay. Uh, Ephesians two one and two. Once you We're dead, doomed forever because of your many sins. You used to live just like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan. You lived like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan, the prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. So even though it's not a kingdom, there's two choices. Choose this day whom you will serve. Sometimes that's a daily choice. We don't have to be full of demons or even demonized to end up choosing to be used by the domain of darkness. Does that make sense? uh, He can end up catching any of us at a weak time and use us to do his bidding if we're not thinking the right way. And if we're... I'm going to get into this a little bit more later. But anyway, there are two very distinct, well, domains. The kingdom of heaven and the domain of darkness. And we are caught in between if we're not fully sold out to the kingdom of God. Fully and truly and completely believing. As Tim was up here saying, Jesus, I just want you. I give you all of it. That's what we're going to be asking. We're going to be talking about here just in a little bit. Submit to God. Complete submission to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's James 4.7. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Okay. Okay. We're going to turn to Romans 8, and in Romans 8, we're going to end up going uh, verse 1 through 16. We're going to see some some of the things, some of the promises, as Paul is teaching on Holy Spirit here. Here are some things that we're going to be declaring that we need to really hang on to. Life in the Spirit, verse uh, chapter 8, verse 1. So now there is no condemnation. Everybody say, no condemnation. No. For those who belong to Jesus Christ. I think we should say that again. So now there's no condemnation. No. No. For those who belong to Jesus. I'm going to keep reading here, for power, the power of the life-giving Spirit. And what's the life-giving Spirit? That promised gift that's been given to us, life-giving Spirit through Jesus Christ, sent to us, has freed you. Ah, number one, there is freedom from the power of sin when the Holy Spirit has come on us. We've been filled with the presence of Jesus. We ask Him into our heart and life. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. For the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you through Jesus Christ from the power of sin that leads to death. No longer are we concerned about death, but eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The law of Moses could not save us because of our sinful nature. We're born into a sinful nature. The law of Moses could not save us because of our sinful nature. But God put into effect a different plan to save us. Everybody say, Thank you, God. God. (laughs) He sent His own Son in a human body like ours, except that ours are sinful. God destroyed sin's control over us by giving his Son as a sacrifice for our sins. God destroyed sin's control over us. I'd like to say together, God destroyed sin's control over me. So sin has no control over me. Because by giving His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the requirement of the law of the law would be fully accomplished for us who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the Spirit. In order for us to follow that Spirit we have to be familiar and see where that Spirit is going hear what that spirit is saying. And what does that require? Complete commitment. A complete submission. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So number two, the law has been fulfilled so we now can follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So the law has been fulfilled. Number five, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Oh, so what are the things that please the Spirit? I, I just, here's, somewhere, here's some place where we're just going to stop and camp for a little bit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Do we think about sinful things? Well, it's really quiet in here today. (laughs) Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. I remember when we had like a whole bunch of, we we have a representation here from many, many years ago. Jerry Lopez uh, sitting over there, but we had like, Altogether, there was somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, husband, wives, and kids, about 70 people that came from the East Side gang. I remember the first prophetic word that I had that I I gave to those guys. It's like, man, what's really important, guys, I got this word for you is don't party in the past. It's like, don't let your mind go back to thinking about all of the stuff and some of the things that, you know, that, that have happened. Because if we let our mind go there and we begin to revisit some of this stuff, we're thinking about our sinful nature, the sinful things, the things that we did, then our thought process can take us back there. We can party in the past in our mind, and the next thing we will be doing is partying in the past in real life, like full time. We have to get control of our minds. We are not to be uh, conformed to the standards of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds by protecting what we see, hear, and think about. Amen. Philippians eight says... Uh, can we get that up there, uh, Linda, Philippians 4.8? Oh, and you, I'm sure you figured it out. Yeah, New Living Translation. Philippians 4.8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So how do we get control of our thoughts? We take control, we switch gears, we think about things we're thankful for. That's something, that's someplace that I always go. It's like, all right, what is it? What are the blessings in my life? What am I thankful for? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just switch gears. I mean, I can go back, you know, I, I could hear a song. I don't listen to much Rock and roll music anymore because that was my jam. That's what I, I loved rock and roll music. That's what I listen to all the time. But I can hear a song from the 60s, from the late 60s, something come up and man, I can and that song can trigger for me and take me back to what I was doing where I was sitting when that song started playing. It's like, man, I was I was sitting in the back of this fastback Mustang and we were listening to some Jim Henry. Whoa, stop it. Is that good? Is that admirable? No, that's stupid. Quit thinking about that. That's who you were. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have this amazing testimony, this beautiful family, this wonderful wife, and everyone in your family is following the Lord right now you don't even talk about those things let alone think about or don't even think about let alone talk about so Christy pretend you didn't even hear that because those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit they think about things that please the Spirit it's like all right I am so grateful, Lord. I am so grateful today. What a beautiful day to be alive. I have breath in my lungs. I have a beautiful wife and family, and she has the house that she loves right now. So life is good. What do you have for me today, Lord? What do you want me to do? Reminds me of that song that I thought I almost wrote in Don Christensen. It's like, what do you want me to do, Lord? What do you want me to do? It's like what do you have for me today it's like holy spirit i want to follow your leading i want to follow your direction i start my day with the things that i'm thankful and that i'm grateful for and now where do you want me to go and what do you want me to do because i want i won't say that this is 100 or probably not even close but i want my answer to always be yes when you say go when you say do It's not just about church. It's about wherever. We take the gospel wherever we go. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. We just go around leaking on people. They just get some of the overflow. Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. It's like, oh, we just want to please you, Lord. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. So where is the battlefield? It's in the mind. It's in the mind. We have got to take control of our thoughts, focusing on the things that makes the Spirit happy and proud. And that's easier and easier and easier to do once you start practicing it. But attitude of gratitude. What all am I thankful for? What all am I thankful for? If my daughter starts telling me the things that that, that she appreciates so much, I can't hardly give her enough. And that's where God is with us. If we express our appreciation and gratitude for the blessings in our life, okay, here's a little more, daughter. Here's a little more, son. Uh, I love you and I want you to know that I love you but I am... Not a slot machine that you stick a quarter in and pull the handle down. If you're sinful... Okay, pretend I didn't say that either. I've never even been in one of those places. I don't know what I was talking about. Must have come in a vision or something. (laughs) If your sinful nature controls your mind, there's death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind... Everybody say, mind controlled by the Holy Spirit. There's life and peace. 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 Peace that surpasses understanding. A peace that the world doesn't understand. A peace that only Jesus gives to us. Administered through His, that Holy Spirit. For the sinful nature is always hostile towards God." Mm. So when they say sin separates us from God, it's because the sinful nature is hostile towards God. Does he continue to love us? Yes, but we're being hostile when we're operating in sin. And there, uh, It's hostile towards God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you, point to your neighbor and say, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You, 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 you're controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living in you, you are controlled by that Spirit. Remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living living in them are not Christians at all. Since Christ lives within you, even though your body will die because of sin, your Spirit is alive. Because you've been made right with God, your spirit is alive. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, who resurrected him from the grave lives in you. Just as he raised Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal body by this same spirit living within you. Hmm. Is that not an amazing promise? Trust, believe, receive. Trust, believe, receive. Trust, believe, receive. So, dear brothers and sisters... You have no obligation whatsoever to do what your sinful nature urges you to do, for if you keep on following it, you'll perish. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit, everybody say, Power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead. If through the power of the Holy Spirit you turn from it and its evil deeds, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Let's just say together, I'm a child of God. (laughs) So you should not be like cowering fearful slaves. You should have instead, like you should behave instead, like God's very own children adopted into his family, calling him Father, dear Father. For his Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our hearts and tells us that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we will share his treasures. For everything God gives to his Son Christ is ours too. So when we read we're joint heirs with Jesus, you know what an heir is? It's somebody who's in line to receive something. It's like, he said, Jesus is the firstborn of many brethren. It's like Jesus is the older brother. We're in line for the same things that God has in store for Jesus. Is that not amazing? Great promise right here. As we're led by his Holy Spirit. Everything God gives to his son Christ is ours too. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Man, I've preached several times and just left that off. But you know what? When I talked to, to, to Dave yesterday, he was talking about, he said, Pastor Lynn, it was not until I really suffered that I really understood the love of Jesus, understood what he went through. He said, I had to be broken in order to be used. It's like, oh, wow. 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 I remember Mario Morello Mario Morella, listening to him one time. And he said, before God mightily uses you, he deeply bruises you. It's like, I don't like that either. But we're not promised that we're going to end up just having a bowl of cherries and get to walk through with rose-colored glasses. There's going to be trials. In Revelation, Jesus says, As I overcame and sit at the right hand of my Father, as you overcome, when you overcome, you'll get to sit at my right hand. So there's going to be suffering in our lives. It's a fact of life. There are going to be times and things where we are broken but that brokenness is never wasted he uses that to give us more power more authority to be able to help other people the gifts that he gives us it's not just for us it's like this is the thing that I was really hearing really loud and clear this morning it's like. It ain't about you. It's not about you. I, I want to take care of your needs. I want to take care. I felt like I want to take care of your needs. I'm hearing. I want to take care of your needs. But it's when you're in alignment with my purpose for a much, 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 much bigger picture. There's a call on your life to do something, something big. You can be a part of something really big. Can you guys give me a, like 10 extra minutes this morning? so I can? Okay. You see, when we are not leaning on his Holy Spirit, I, I listed some things that felt like he was showing me even about myself. Man, you were highly competitive. You've been such a highly competitive individual. He says, and, and one of the biggest components in being so stinking competitive is pride. It's like, oh, you have to win all of the time. You think you have to win all the time. It's like, oh. I didn't think that was pride. I thought that was something that you put in me to just be competitive and to be successful. It's like no, a big component and that's pride. You just, you think you have to be first. It's about your own glory. It's like, that's why I liked individual sports better than I like team sports. And I come to realize that. That's why I enjoyed racing more than I enjoyed basketball because I get to win. Get the glory. I get trophy and and I realized that I I like to have a a controlled environment I like to operate and function in something I I mean I remember back in like fifth sixth grade in middle school there were only two other kids in the school that were faster than me I was a fast runner so in any event that had to do with track or had to do with running I would not pick the event that either of those two guys were in because I wanted to win I gotta win, gotta win. Keep my environment controlled. I can win if neither of those guys are in the event. And realizing that, you know we all have a comfort zone. It's our it's our security place where we feel comfortable, right? You talk about, you know what your comfort zone is, what well what what is it that brings security? into your comfort zone i have to feel secure in order to really be able to it's like hmm so i realized a comfort zone is controlled is a controlled risk if we can control the risk then we can be comfortable does make sense at least that's what that's what I'm, I'm i'm writing these things down it really wasn't in my but it's like okay and then i heard really clearly, you know why that I'm always kicking you out of your comfort zone? It's because in your comfort zone you are relying on your own wisdom, your own abilities, your own knowledge, the things that you know, that you've accumulated, that you have in your head. These are all components that are part of your comfort zone. And for me, a big part of it was pride. I don't want to look stupid in front of anybody. Um, that's why I never wanted to pastor. <laughs> See how well that's working. <laughs> I get to look goofy on a fairly regular, almost weekly basis. You know, it's like you like goofy, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like pushed out of your comfort zone where you're no longer in control of the of your environment. You're not relying on your strengths. You're not relying on your abilities. You're not relying on your own knowledge, your own wisdom. Only on wisdom that comes from above. Only on the direction of the Holy Spirit. And say yeah, but what if I didn't hear you clearly? What, you know, it's like, there's a lot of that's a scary place to get bumped out of your, your comfort zone. Last week I watched One of the coolest things happened that i've seen in quite a while it's like john harkey took rick and lisa lebrun and uh i had asked somebody to come up to be prayed for and i was going to have john john do it and and and, uh, i asked a couple other people to come to participate uh, to be a part and he said rick lisa do you prophesy and rick ah nope Lisa, do you? uh, No, no, no. He said, I want you to prophesy over over these two. (laughs) And I was just like, did you not hear what they said? I talked to him afterwards, and he said, yeah. God God wanted to get them out of their shell, get them out of their comfort zone, and and use them. It's like, (laughs) well, he did. What they prophesied was amazing. Once they opened their mouth and got started in faith, God used them. So when, when, when he pushes us out of our comfort zone and we're willing to step out of that comfort zone and take that risk, that's when he starts to use us. And we have to be willing to end up humble ourse- hu- <laughs> humbling ourselves. Sometimes it's to the point of even being humiliated because he wants to see, are you willing to do this for me? Are you willing to do this for me? Do you know how humiliating it was to be spat on, to end up being stripped down and slapped around and get spit on and beat on, hung on a cross? Do you know how humiliating it was even before he was nailed to the cross? So it's like, oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I'm worried about my pride. I, I'm worried about what I look like to people. It's like, oh, forgive me, forgive me. You ask me to do something, I want to do it. I want to be faithful to do it. If it's humiliating, if I I have to take a risk that might make me look stupid, Jesus, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to be ready. I want to say yes. Jack Taylor says, anything that you have to ask permission of before you say yes to God is an idol in your life. I say, I want to break all those idols off my life. I just want to be able to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If it's a family member, if it's a job, if it's a whatever it is, if I have to find out first, if God's asking me, telling me, Holy Spirit's directing me to do something, I shouldn't have to ask anybody, or that's become either a stronghold or an idol in my life. It's like, God forgive me. God forgive us. We want to be obedient to your word. We want to lean. When you lean, we want to lean with you. We want to be followers of your Holy Spirit. So the seven, I have freedom from the power of sin. The law has been fulfilled for us to follow the spirit rather than the law. Number three, we are spiritually minded. We have God thoughts. And we've been given Philippians 4.8 that just shows us and directs us where to go with our thoughts. Uh, Number four, we have been made, we're in right standing with God. We are righteous in His sight, as we're led by His Spirit, not by the law, the fulfillment, us trying to fulfill every law, that He has given life, resurrection life, to our bodies. Number five. Number six, sonship. We are sons, adopted into sonships, into sonship, by putting our flesh to death. when we think of ourselves as we are crucified with Jesus Christ. We have crucified our flesh on his cross that we can be completely forgiven and walk in wholeness forgiven. And that we have a salvation confirmation. Therefore now, no condemnation. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We're going to Take communion now. But As we take communion, uh, if we can get the servers to come up here really quickly. As we take communion this morning, we, we know that it, it represents the new covenant. The covenant that Jesus, his broken body, his blood shed for us. But as we take communion this morning, I'm going I'm to read again. Communion, as we commune with him, the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings... Let's stand together. And go ahead and start, uh, start coming up. Exit to your right. Go back around and enter back into the through, from the left. Communion. I'm going to read again. The sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings. It's like what are our thoughts and feelings towards Jesus this morning? As you as you peel the lid off that there's a there's a wafer in there We're uh, we're, we're doing this kind of a COVID thing so uh, you're not we're not touching not serving it's all it, it's clean 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 so you peel the lid off there's the wafer underneath the lid and then you open the open to the wine to the juice communion the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings that as we get this communion as we get ready that you exchange thoughts and feelings with jesus christ who died that sacrifice for us that sacrifice for our sin that cleansing blood of jesus that healing blood of jesus it says by his stripes Over 2,000 years ago, we were healed. He paid the price. He was the sacrifice for our healing. He was the sacrifice for our redemption. He was the sacrifice for our salvation. And we just thank Him for it this morning. Intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when the exchange is on a mental or spiritual level. Everybody accomplished it, got their got our bread. Looked like I was the last one to make this work. Jesus, we just we just thank you as we as we together just thank Jesus for the sacrifice that he made, for his broken body. His broken body that torn his torn body that tore the veil for us to be able to enter boldly into the Holy of Holies through his torn and broken body. We just thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We love you. We appreciate you. We worship you. We magnify your name this morning. You are our healer. You are our redemption. You are our salvation. And again, we are granted access through the rip in your body, the rip in that veil, giving us full and bold access to the Holy of Holies. And for that we give you thanks and we just partake of the bread. And by the cleansing, redeeming, saving blood of Jesus, healing blood of Jesus, the new covenant as we partake of the blood of jesus there's healing there's cleansing there's redemption in his blood and as we partake as we partake say holy spirit come holy spirit come i want your help i want your direction i need you in my life and as we partake of the blood say I submit myself to you, I submit to you, I resist the devil and he will flee. I have been given power and authority over the enemy through this holy blood of yours. In Jesus' name, I give you thanks right now as we partake of your blood. this morning if you're looking for a fresh or a new infilling if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and you know that you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit we're going to engage in worship here for a little bit and the pastors are gonna be up here pastor Tim Nezzi pastors Renee and I pastors Tom and and Lolly uh, pastors rich and Kathy are gonna be around the front be absolutely thrilled to lay hands on you if you like hands laid on you to pray for you that you would receive the fullness of the holy spirit that you will walk in the power and authority that he's called you to if you just want some refreshing in your life that there is refreshing in the spirit where you just take another big drink this morning right up here around this altar as we enter into worship and as barb the word that barb shared says his word will not go void barb came up here and shared that there are mindsets some mindsets that need to be shifted that need to be changed there are some new wine skins that need to be created so you can hold the new wine that he has for you this morning so i just encourage you Let's get these people up here. Tom and Loll, pastors Tom and Lolly, pastors Rich and Kathy, yeah. We're... If you have a need in your life, but particularly if you need a refreshing, you need the Holy Spirit, more, 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 you, you, you need healing in your body, I just encourage you now is your opportunity to come to the front God will meet you this morning wherever you are but I'd encourage you come 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 Barb would you come up here as well you're you were you were the one to pray over mindsets if you're if if you've been overcome by fear and you need to be set free Barb, who shared that word, is going to be right here to pray for you. So Let's pray together, and then we're going to just worship, and the altar is going to be open. Father, I just I thank you that you're such a loving, such a caring Father. I thank you that you gave your Son to be that sacrifice for our lives, for our salvation, that you sent that precious Holy Spirit when Jesus ascended back to heaven. Put in the order, and the Holy Spirit came, came in power, came in authority, and came to be our friend, our counselor, our comfort, our guide. I just thank you for that Spirit, for that Holy Spirit right now. We praise your name, we worship your name, we exalt the name of Jesus. Amen. You're a I bless you, I release you. If you're ready to go home, go for it. The altar's open if you want to come up for prayer.